and welcome back to Rhyme and Reason Podcast. I'm Sadie Jones. And I'm Christina Dilzu. And here we are again, another week. Another episode. With you guys, us guys. Yeah, here we are. We're, um, <laughs> we've changed locations yet again, so update on the podcast room. I would say we're 50%, 50% of the way there. Yeah, we sort of... Didn't do anything for a couple weeks, and then, like, leapt forward all in a weekend. Mm -hmm. Because I went a little bit nuts while Sadie (laughs) was on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) But it looks good in there. Just need to add a few more soundproofing things to cut down on, like, the echo. Yeah, and then I want to cover the cushions on these awesome chairs I found at a garage sale. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It was great. And they have wheels. They have casters. We can roll around. I thought you were going to say they have cats, so I was like, hooray! Well, they do have cats, because both Artie and Bela (laughs) have adopted those chairs as their own. Perfect. Especially Artie likes the the way they're shaped. He can be sitting in the chair, and no one knows he's in the chair until he just puts his head over the side and like, hey, I see you over there. Sneaky bastard. He's been enjoying that quite a bit. (laughs) So, probably not next week, but probably the week after... We will be in the official podcast room. Yeah. Without an echo. No echoes. Woo. (laughs) Or at least a much smaller echo than what you've been dealing with so far. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So, what are we getting into today? Today, we are going to talk about a phrase that you may have heard from your grandma, quite possibly. Mm. Snug as a bug in a rug. Yes. You heard that one before? It's a good grandma phrase. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I really like it. I saw it in a Disney movie recently, which is why I wanted to see this. It's in Lady and the Tramp, but you don't quite get the whole phrase because... Oh, what's his name? The wife's name is Darling. What's the husband's name? I think it's Jack Deer because Lady lady refers to her owners the way they talk to each other. Yeah, they talk to each other, yeah. So Jack Deer is tucking Lady into bed. And he's like, oh, she'll be as snug as a bug in a... And then he stops because Lady's like, no, I want to sleep with you guys. And then they never made her sleep in her bed again until... Spoiler alert for the uh, Lady and the Tramp until they had a kid. And then she had to sleep in the kitchen. Spoiler alert for a movie. That's from like... 1955. Oh, I was going to say 59. That was going to be really close. Yeah, 1955. Why, of course, darling. She'll be snug as a bug in a... Uh-oh. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I wanted to start off by going into the different words, the individual words of the phrase, mm-hmm. and what their origins were and how that contributed to the development of the phrase. So the majority of people know that this phrase means very comfortable, hence snug, like you that's what that word means contemporarily. Like, you're all cuddled up in something and you're cozy. Yay. Yeah. However, people may not know the origin of the phrase, and this requires, as I said, looking into the different etymologies and origins of snug, bug, and rug. All right. All right. So, snug, um, it seems, did not originally mean comfortable. Instead, it meant neat or trim, well-prepared, or mm. tidy, Things such as that, and it was originally spelled with a double G, so two G's, S N U G G. 
I love it. Before standardized English uh, spelling was introduced, and then it was reduced to the 1G spelling. Hmm. It is used uh, this way with the double G spelling in Captain Wyatt's recounting of The Voyage of Robert Dudley in 1595. Jeez. So hundreds of a years ago. A while ago. Yeah. Half a millennium ago, almost. Hmm. I mean, you know, give or take decades. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, so from uh, Voyage of Robert Dudley, quote, a very fine, snug, long ship. So like a tidy, neat, well-prepared ship. Long ship. Mm-hmm. And then in 1630, John Lane wrote the continuation of Chaucer's Squire's Tale. So fan fiction from 1600s. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and referred to another meaning for the word snug, or possibly simplified or modified an earlier form of the word that, and to the one that we use today to mean more comfortable and cozy, hmm. and, but still applying to like a cabin or a small space, but it was also neat. But mm-hmm. also, it started to take on more of the cozy, comfy sort of tone to it that we mm-hmm. know it for today as opposed to just what it meant before. Sure. And people still say like, oh, your shirt's a bit snug. Like right. it's a little, to, to little small. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, so the quote from that one is, Snugginage in their cabins lay each one. Snugginage. Snugginage? It's spelled S-N-U-G-G-I-N-G-E. Is that like a Harry Potter house? <laughs> the house of Snugginage? I mean, I guess it could be. Those are all based off of animals, though. I don't care. I belong <laughs> to the Snugginage house. What kind I... of animal would be a Snugginage? Something mm. like tiny and furry, I think. And that's like meticulously clean because it meant neat and tidy or well prepared. You mean like a cat? A munchkin cat, maybe? Oh, like a tiny yes, cat. a munchkin cat. Okay, that's what snugginage is. That's me. You're a munchkin cat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on to bug. Um, it is not quite known why we call insects bugs. The, the like change in meaning I couldn't find mm. because it often meant originally when it was spelled also with a double G and Aww. an E. Gotta love those double Gs. Mm-hmm. B U G G E. It meant ghost or ghoul. Hmm. And, mm-hmm. and in the Coverdale Bible in Psalm ninety one five, where now we use the word terror instead in a lot of translations. It said, So thou shalt not need to be afraid for any bugs by night near for a roe that flieth by day. Huh. So it used to mean like goose or ghoul or something scary, which I could see how that might translate if you're scared of a bug or like a noise that you don't understand is coming from the other room of the house. Maybe that's a stretch. Mm-hmm. But, um... <laughs> I like the idea of the Bible being like... <laughs> You don't need to be afraid of any night bugs, so. (laughs) No need to fear. I got you. (laughs) So like I said, it's not quite known why or not really known why it changed over to mean insects or beetles, Hmm. Um, but it was about a hundred years after that Coverdale Bible quote that we started using it to refer to insects and bugs. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Daniel Rogers used the term to refer to an ant in Naaman the... Syrian in 1642 in a quote God's rare workmanship in the ant the poorest bug that creeps oh poor ant poor bracito <laughs> all right now moving on to rug which is not as difficult to trace as snug and bug were okay um, but it does 
seem odd to me that the whole phrase snug as a bug in a rug appeared in 1769 or around 1769 mm-hmm. but this was before rugs went on floors oh yeah um they at the time they were more like bed covers that hmm. sort of thing but so in 1769 i found an example of the phrase in david garrick's vagary which was a celebration of shakespeare and cool. he said if she referring to a rich widow has the mopus which would be money I'll have her, as snug as a bug in a rug, which could be referring to, like, having, like, taking her in that sense of, like, having To the bedroom. Exactly. Don't know. (laughs) Like I said, rugs were originally thick bed coverlets, like, more woolen coverlets and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And a side note, rug also comes from the word that means rags. But by the t- this time in history, they were made of wool or thicker fabrics. So it would be like bed quilts and things like that. Uh-huh. Mentions appear around 1803 that show rugs how we know them now, being put on the floor, usually like by a hearth, like a big hearth rug in front of the fireplace and that yeah. sort of thing. Is that also because then, like, is an easy transition to have something that used to be on the bed, like a blanket? Right, exactly. Right in front of the fireplace probably so rugs started to replace rushes you know their scatterings that they'd leave on the floor and then change out in Mm. medieval times Mm -hmm. so as things became more progressed they could afford to have things like that on Mm. the floor also also seems more cleanly yeah don't have to deal with like hay bugs that never appealed to me about medieval Oh, do you want a mattress? It'll be stuffed with hay. Might have fleas. Might have lice. Yeah, you might get a feather bed if you're lucky. Well, if you're, like, rich. Yeah, exactly. Like, a lord of some kind. Lord. I (laughs) just think of the singer, Lord. Well, she would afford a feather bed also. I mean, if she wants. If she wants to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on to the phrase itself and not just the words that Mm. compose it. Mm -hmm. Uh, One source that I found (laughs) decided that all of these different origins of the words meant that the phrase translated to, quote, as fit as a ghost in a blanket. (laughs) 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 Which I thought was hilarious. I love it. (laughs) But... That doesn't make any sense because those words did not mean those individual things at the same time. Mm -hmm. And the phrase was never, wasn't developed until they all meant the meanings that they mean currently. Roughly now, rug transitioned uh, after the phrase was coined, but Mm -hmm. snug and bug were definitely meaning cozy mostly and insect by the time the phrase was common. But can I order a fit ghost in the blanket at Denny's? I mean, you can try. Uh, I think that'd be good. Um, I think around Halloween time you can. Oh, yes. I don't know even what that what would that be? Like a It'd ghost probably pepper? probably be like pigs in a blanket. Just like... They just call it just a ghost? Just call it a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost now because it's, it's Halloween. Yeah. I mean, that's the places do. I like it. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, it could have been referring to bed bugs at some point, which is a thought I had, like them burrowing into the thick coverlets and mattresses, or um, also into the warmth of the hearth rugs Mm. that are in front of the fireplace. It's hard to imagine a better spot for a bug to snuggle down in than a warm hearth rug. I mean, if I was a bug and it was was pretty freezing, so probably best place around. Mm -hmm. The first such bug in a rug was probably a cricket 
These creatures are attracted to warmth and congregate in buildings around ovens and open fires. So it's a good example of a little cricket who might have co- originated the phrase. Dude, I hate crickets. Bela loves crickets. I My hate cat them. loves them. Will attack them fiercely. I love that Bela loves to kill them. She does. She plays with them first, though. Yeah, she's she kind of tortures them a little she bit. She does. It's, is it bad that I think it's fun to watch her be a cat and because she's a she's a predator by nature and I think uh-huh. it's funny that she's like using yeah. that side of herself. Because she's so sweet and but tiny. She is. She's so small and delicate. And then when this little fighter comes out, it's so cute. She's just like, I kill. I kill you. But I play with you first. <laughs> <laughs> Another example of what this phrase could mean uh, instead of a cricket was that it could allude to a, a moth, like a clothes moth, uh, being snug in its cocoon. I also like hate moths. Well, you know what? I'm not a big bug fan. Not mm-mm. not feeling them. No, <laughs> moths are terrifying. They are. Have you seen a huge moth before? Yes. Hummingbird moth. I have seen them. Were they like furry in real life? And I thought it was a bird. And I was like, Why is there a bird so late at night by this window? And then I was like, It's a moth. I hate them because when I was a child, I was like, If they can chew through clothes, they can chew through me. <gasps> That's a scary conclusion to come to. See? They're terrifying. <laughs> I hate them. Well, let's move on from moths. <laughs> yes. And talk about Benjamin Franklin. Oh, great. What a good... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that guy. Yeah. Let's do that for a second. He's such a weirdo. <laughs> All right. Oh. So... Although the phrase appeared in the 1760s, it is, uh, which I mentioned all the way back at the beginning. Mm-hmm. 69, Throwback, right? 1769. Oh, yeah. Um, I remembered. Vagaries of Shakespeare. Right. Dedicated to Shakespeare. It is often attributed to a letter that Benjamin Franklin wrote to a young family friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. In 1771, Ben Franklin and his common-law wife, Deborah Reed Franklin shipped a live gift to a young Georgiana Shipley, the daughter of friends of theirs in London. Mm -hmm. This gift was an American gray squirrel that Deborah thought would make a nice pet for the girl. Mm. Georgiana named the squirrel Mungo, uh, (laughs) but she also referred to it as Skug, also with two Gs. All the double Gs in this episode. But that was a name commonly used for squirrels at the time, the way pooch is for dogs or, like, puss or pussy cat. Uh, okay, it makes more sense. I was like, how the hell did she come up with this? Where did that come from? It was more common at the time. It's not Mm. like she just picked it up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Sadly, about a a year after Mungo uh, became Georgiana's pet, he escaped from his cage and was killed by a dog. I'm so sad. But after hearing the news, Ben wrote a letter to her to express his sympathy, sympathy and to try to cheer her up. Mm-hmm. And this letter, which is dated September 26, 1772, led to widespread belief that Franklin coined this phrase and became idiomatic an idiomatic way of saying that someone or something is comfortable, warm, or cozy. Um, the letter said, in part, because I'm not going to read the whole thing. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Quote, I lament with you most sincerely the unfortunate end of poor Mungo. Few squirrels were better accomplished, for he had a good education, had traveled far, and seen much of the world. 
as he had the honor of being his virtues your favorite, he should not go like the common scugs without eulogy or epitaph. Let us give him one. Oh. And then he wrote, Here, scug, lies snug as a bug in a rug. If you wish it, I shall procure you another squirrel to succeed him, but perhaps you will choose some other amusement. Remember me affectionately to all the good family, and believe me ever your affectionate friend, Ben Franklin. So when they say young family friend... She was like a child. Okay. That was um, a child of friends of his from back in London. Got it. So Franklin's letter is certainly the most famous use of the saying. However, as noted earlier, and by the phrase finder website, which I found some of this on. Mm, um, Good one. Also in the book, Who Said That First, which you have, don't you? Mm -hmm. Do you have that one? Yes, thank you, Anne Louise. Yes, thanks, friends. Uh, and other sources that this is not the origin, uh-huh. um, as we talked about before. But also, the phrase has been seen in, um, by Francis Gentleman in his satirical play, The Stafford Jubilee, which was published in England in, 19, or in 1769. Mm. Mm-hmm. So another example of the late 60, 1760s when it was used. There we go. <laughs> Francis Gentleman was an Irish-born playwright, actor, and critic who spent most of his working years in London. Mm. He did uh, other things like he worked on A Trip to the Moon in 1764. Ooh, I love A Trip mm-hmm. to the Moon. But he was using the pseudonym Sir Humphrey Lunatic. Huh. Um, but in the Stratford Jubilee, the Stratford Jubilee, a male character says he's heard a certain widow has the mopus, which I said yeah. slang for money. And if she does, he boasts he plans to have her as snug as a bug in a rug, mm. which is the same situation from the other example. Can we bring that phrase back? Oh, yeah. She got the mopus. She got the mopus, man. <laughs> <laughs> This this has been cited as a first appearance of Snug as a Bug in a Rug in print, but it's very possible that its its use in the play indicates it was already part of the common vernacular, at least in England. Uh Uh-huh. And it seems probable that Franklin heard it during one of his visits there, because he was there often. Mm -hmm. Um, Indeed, he was in London in 1769, so it was possible that he was exposed to it around then. There you go. If not earlier. Yeah. And also, another side note, another possible meaning would trace the word back to nautical origins. Oh, it always um, is nautical origins. Mm-hmm. Meaning to make uh, things on a ship safe and secure, thus snug and tidy, mm-hmm. like we referenced at the beginning, with it being a term that can mean well-prepared or neat. Sure. And there you have it, you guys. Snug is a bug in a rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is that. And we don't... Oh. We didn't check our email yet. Let's see if we have any any write-ins from you guys from any of our previous episodes. Are you guys ready? We actually have listener mail this week. Woohoo! Mailbag. Mailbag. So, in reference to our podcast about um, to cost an arm and a leg, mm-hmm. one of our friends that we love very much, and he's also my husband. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Just saying. No, I'm li- pretty all, well. All cards on the table. Um, but he wanted to know why we didn't mention a certain joke. So how much did Darth Vader's suit cost him, Sadie? I don't know. How much did it cost? An arm and a leg. Or his whole body. And, and as every, we discussed. Every, all his skin and hair. And everything. 
But yeah, that was our note from <laughs> to cost an arm and a leg. So thank you, Freddie, for that little tidbit. Um, but that's about it for this week, you guys. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. And remember to email us your thoughts or jokes or uses or funny stories with phrases. I want to hear what your grandparents or random relatives say that you're like, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, send it into rhymereasonpod at gmail.com. And you can find us at social media places at the same handle. It's Rhyme Reason Pod. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we also have personal Instagram. I'm at Sadie Liz Jones. And I'm at Dills Mingo. D-I-L-S-M-I-N-G-O. There you go. All right. So we'll talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.